All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to get to the border in just a minute. 25 states lining up with the state of Texas so far against the Biden administration. This is huge. This is the biggest story, really, in a long, long time. You know, maybe bigger than anything, actually. I mean, this is the first time, again, Joe Biden never fails me. He really, the guy, I have to give him credit now. <laughs> you always, you always have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. If somebody re- reaches galactic levels of incompetence, you need to acknowledge that level of incompetence because it is an accomplishment to reach that level of galactic incompetence. I mean, you really do have to give him, you have to give him credit for that. Um, because again, this is another first. Things that I've never seen before. I'm 55 years old. And I, things I've never seen before have happened over the last four years of 15 days to flatten the curve. Over and over and over and over again. Never thought I'd see all Americans masked, standing six feet apart like a bunch of galactic baffoons. I never thought I'd see any of that, but I did. I never thought I'd see forced vaccinations inside the United States one time over, two time over, three time over, four time over. Now we're up to the eighth vaccination if you're over the age of 65. Never thought I'd see any of that. Never saw, thought I'd see a... a a federal vaccine mandate coming from the White House for all federal agencies, the military. Never thought I'd see the military illegally vaccinated in violation of all their military contracts. Never thought I'd see any of that. Never thought I'd see 13 Americans uh, killed in a Unabomber attack at the Abbey Gate. Never thought I'd see $86 billion worth of American military equipment left on the high-tech military equipment at that left on the ground. In Afghanistan, making Afghan- the Afghani army 26th largest on the planet overnight, from being basically at the bottom of the barrel to right, right, really the top echelon of armies in the world overnight. Uh, never thought I'd see 300,000 illegals crossing the border per month, 12,000 per day. I never thought I'd see that in my life either, along with the inflation. Never thought I'd see $34 trillion in debt. And not only that, but I never thought I'd see where the debt was. $31 trillion in June of 2023, and now we're in January of, of 2024, and it skips over basically everything. We're already at $34 trillion, and we're scheduled to be at $35 trillion in April, where basically we're going up a trillion dollars. Again, just a glad feat that needs to be acknowledged from the Biden administration. I mean, this is quite the uh, accomplishment of, of malfeasance, of incompetence, and just being completely out of your element, because now we're at the place of, we are basically accumulating a hundred, uh, I mean, a trillion dollars worth of debt every hundred days. That's where we are now. Every hundred days, we are accumulating one trillion dollars in debt. I'm going to show you a graph on the debt in a minute. And I know everybody wants to talk about the border in Texas, and I'm, I'm going to get to that. But there's some other stuff too. But just a real quick, let me just show you this video again from the pregame, and let's just go over the numbers here. Play it for me, will? Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Um, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. So there you go. And I just wanted to describe this to you because let's just let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Nikki Haley's Democratic Party shill. We all know that she's a Democrat. I know a lot of people don't want to say it because, again, this just goes back to the narrative that I've been espousing for a very long time. And I stole this, first of all, from Dan Bongino, the statement. I've I've already believed it before uh, Bongino said it, but he, he sums it up really well. 
when he says that every Republican, basically most Republicans are Democrats, but not one Democrat is a Republican. And Nikki Haley, just so everybody knows, where Trump won by double digits, 10, 11% inside of, of New Hampshire. Do you know what the percentage of Republicans were that made up Vicky, uh, Nikki Haley's uh, vote totals were? Of her vote totals, 26% of her votes came from Republicans. <laughs> 26% of the votes that she got. You're like, where did she get all this? And you had the mainstream media narrative of, well, Donald Trump is wrong. Democrats can't vote in the New Hampshire primary. Um, that's, that's absolutely a lie because you can vote there if you're undeclared, which is what that guy was. So you have anybody who's undeclared or, cla- or slash independent, but they call them undeclared in New Hampshire. And again, it's just a way for them to hide Democrats. So undeclared people can vote for anybody they want in anybody's primary. Yeah. Now this guy is an undeclared voter. And again, Nikki Haley, of the votes that she got, only 26% of them, 26% of them were Republicans. So, uh, you know, again, 70, basically 75% of her votes came from Democrats who call themselves undeclared. Just like this guy who says, yeah, I'm an undeclared voter and I think that it would be best, thanks, thanks to this, you know, leftard we got here. He says, I think it would be best if Nikki Haley ran against Joe Biden. Well, I wonder why. I wonder why it'd be best for Nikki Haley. And then he says, and then she's, she, the reporter asked him, again, startling journalism from CNN. I can't believe they actually asked the question. But he said, if Nikki Haley were to run against Biden and you just voted for Nikki Haley, who would you vote for in the general election? Oh, of course, Joe Biden. So we see, that this so everybody knows, this is a summation of the total uh, body politic inside of the United States of America, where you have legitimate conservatives like Matt Gates, like Ron Johnson, like like Rand Paul. You know, I'm not saying you agree with everything that they say. I'm just saying you have legitimate conservatives like them, but basically there's hardly any of them, and most Republicans are Democratic Party shills. I am a registered Republican. Come November of this year, I will vote without thinking about it, down-ballot Republican versus any baby-butchering Democrat, of course. I'm just saying that if, if, in... If, if Nikki Haley were to run against Joe Biden, I would be forced to vote for Nikki Haley for on a lesser of two evils scale. I would do it, okay? But the thing is, because at least there'd be some sort of hope that something might happen that's good. But I mean, I, I doubt that it was because she's absolutely no di- different than Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or John Cornyn or um, J- John Thune. I'm, I'm trying to add new people to my repertoire that I see all the time. This Republicans... That they have an R in front of their name, but they're actually Democrats. They're Democratic Party shills. If they weren't Democratic Party shills, then why do we continue to accumulate debt no matter who's in charge of the House and Senate? And even who's in the White House? Because here's the problem is that when 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 George W. Bush, Bush took office, we had less than a trillion dollars in debt. Less than a trillion dollars in debt. A mere 24 years later, a mere 20, it's really 23 years later. We are $34 trillion in debt, about to be $35 trillion in debt. And Republicans were in charge, and Democrats were in charge. Republicans were in the White House. George W. Bush added $9 trillion to the debt himself. Barack Hussein Obama, just under $11 trillion himself. Joe Biden, I'm not going to even add up Donald Trump, because Donald Trump had the whole COVID thing. It's his fault. I love Trump, voting for Trump. I'm just saying... 
that it was his fault because he needed to sweeten this whole thing and just basically blow it off. It's a 99.9% survival virus. Blow it off. Let the trains be full, the buses be full, the schools be filled, ever the stores be filled, because it's a 99.9% survival virus. It's more survival for, than the flu for anybody under the age of 20, the exact same survival rate as the flu from anybody 20 to 80, and slightly less survival for anybody with vast comorbidities over the age of five, over the age of 80, and even with that, it's 95% survival. That's the facts. Axe Force Lionite study coming out of Stanford, that bastion of right-wing conservatism. So I, I love Trump, but he accumulated $6 trillion worth of debt, mainly because of his COVID response. Otherwise, he wouldn't have accumulated that much debt, certainly not in comparison to Biden, who's hovering around $7 trillion in three years, while all the while claiming that he's lowering the debt. It's so funny to me how you will have the audacity and really just the disconnection with reality that you will walk up to a podium like this, and you will say you're lowering the debt, and we can just put up the debt clock right behind you, showing the accumulation of debt. You never lower the debt. These people will claim to have lowered the debt while the debt, Joe Biden will do it during the election watch, during, during the campaign. He will. He will claim that he lowered the debt. And when he came into office, the debt was uh, $28 trillion. Now it's $34 trillion. About to be $35 trillion, be about $7 trillion by the time we get to November. I mean, it's $7 trillion that he's accumulated by the time we get to November. Maybe closer to $8 trillion because it is. We are accumulating about a trillion dollars every 100 days. So it might be $8 trillion. And all the while, he will claim the entire time that he's lowering that. And you're like, how can this be? Because there's no other way to put it except these people are bold-faced, soulless liars. That's who they are. They're just liars. And they just depend on people not checking. But the problem is, is that for them is that there's Rumble and that there's Steve Bannon and there's, and there's Dan Bongino. There's the Federalist. There's the Gateway Pundit. There's the Bongino Report and numerous other outlets. I, I mean, I can't think of them all right now. I don't want to forget anybody, which I will, but lot, you know, tons and tons of conservative outlets that now, that now tell the truth. And that's why they want to ban speech also. All right, let's get into this now. And again, we'll get to the border second. I want to I want to go over this. This is huge news. Now, this is an argument. Put up the first one for me, Will. I want to first call attention to who actually posted this tweet because I couldn't think of their name the other day. I follow them on Twitter. And when I say Twitter, it's X, but I hate that name. I hate the name X. What do you got a great name with Twitter? Should have just left it. Even though, even though uh jerks thought of the name Twitter. I mean, Dorsey and the rest of them, Twitter was better. But anyway, I mean when I say Twitter, I mean X. And I may say X, you never know. But anyway. I follow America First Legal on Twitter. Now, here's the thing. This is where all our money needs to go. I am not anti-protest. It just, I protested. I've been to a Trump rally with Trump not 20 yards from me. I mean, I, I, would, I would go again to hear Trump speak. I, I love hearing Trump speak. But the thing is, and that's not a protest. That's just a rally. But the, the, the protests and, you know, and I, and I love, like, the March for Life and things like that. I do. You know, um, Jim Harbaugh was there, credit to him. John Harbaugh closed out a press briefing with a Bible verse. Harbaugh's are in fuego right now. <laughs> Love them. But anyway, I would have been a huge, much more. I mean, I mean, I'm a huge Ravens guy now. Never been a Ravens guy <laughs> in my life. Now I'm a huge Ravens guy. And, and, and Jim Harbaugh just got hired by the, well, I, you know, I was going to say San Diego Charge, LA Charge was so stupid. But I'm now a Chargers fan because, hey, if you're going to go out, you're going you're to be a really the most sought after coach in the nation. And you're going to go to a pro-life rally? 
not five days before you sign a multi-million dollar contract, when you know that a lot of these people are leftists that are looking to hire you. I mean, could the NFL is leftist. Roger Goodell is a globalist, bourgeois leftist elitist. It's always amazing to me how you can be a leftist and be uh, Roger uh, Roger Goodell and receive and get paid. I don't know what I forgot what his salary is. I mean, it's like fifty plus million dollars a year. Yeah, it's huge. Right. I mean, but you're a leftist. I don't get that. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> it's sixty three point nine million. Sixty three, sixty three million. Now, Aaron just looked it up. Sixty three yeah. million dollars. What the leftist gets? Crazy. The leftist. Why would you want? Why don't you donate all of it? But let's say five hundred thousand. Why don't you donate? Fifty uh sixty-two million five hundred thousand dollars. Why don't why don't you donate that if you're a leftist, but and just get by, you know? But anyway, I just had to cover this. This is what matters. Institutions like America First Legal, uh, Judicial Watch with Tom Fitton, ACLJ, uh, Liberty Council. This is where our money needs to go. You want to protest, protest. But it's gonna be infiltrated by the feds. Where we need to go is institutions, and our money needs to go to institutions that can line leftards up in court and make them tell the truth under oath. That's how we got Planned Parenthood to finally admit that they were selling fetal body parts on the open market and harvesting body parts from fetuses or babies that were still alive. Facts. You can pull it up. It's not hard to find those videos. Very easy to find. You got to go to Rumble maybe to find them because YouTube will ban them. But they've admitted under oath. That's how you get them. Because nobody wants to go. Listen, a leftard is only committed up until the moment where, you know what, it's lie and go to prison, tell the truth, and dime out my friends. If you're a leftard, you lack all integrity and human, and human dignity. So you will dime out all your friends. You'll rat all your friends at that moment. You know, it's just like Jenna Ellis. She does the same thing because Jenna Ellis is just a Democratic Party shill. That's what she is. She claims Christianity. How can you claim Christianity and lie during a plea agreement? And you're lying about Donald Trump. I just watched a video of her. You know, there she was, you know, back in, standing back in Sydney Powell. Actually, you know, I saw her on Newsmax espousing all the things that she now says weren't true. So when were you lying, Jenna, as a Christian? Were you lying back then in 2020, or are you lying now when you do, run, uh, throw Donald Trump under, under the bus? Which, which one is the lie as a Christian? Right. Now, Revelation 21.8 has some stern words for liars. And then it says, it, it, talk, it talks about very, all, all sorts of different sins. Murderers, uh, sorcerers, sexually immoral sinners, all these different things. But it doesn't even put the word all in front of any of those sins, but it does all liars. will have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is, the, which is the second death. The cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars will have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 21, 8, that's the quote. So when was she lying? I can't, I mean, you're like, why do you beat up so hard on conservatives? Because she's not a conservative. How are you a conservative and throw Donald Trump under the bus? I understand if you want to campaign against him like DeSantis, and I totally against DeSantis campaigning against him. I think it was betrayal. But I mean, if you want to campaign against him, whatever you want to do. But to sit there for in, in all of 2020 and say, you know what? We have this evidence, that evidence, this evidence, that evidence, which I'm going to show you again right now, that this election was rigged and that it was a fraudulent election. 
and that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president over an illegitimate uh, regime to say all those things then and say, here's the proof. Were you lying then? And then she goes up and she's bawling in front of the judge. I was misled by more senior attorneys. Where, which one, where are you lying, Jenna? Where are you lying? Exactly. Then or now? And it's never addressed. I can't, and it, it, it's, it's down, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a list, I guess, of priority. Uh, it's, a, it's a list of what makes me the maddest. Leftists don't really even make me mad. It's COVID caving Christians, hypocritical Christians, weak, led, uh, quote unquote, conservatives who bow the moment the pressure's on. I mean, what was Jen Ellis going to get? Probation, maybe get her, get her law license revoked or something like that. So you're just going to sacrifice it all, all of your integrity so that you can keep your job. That's what everybody does. Not the 685 people that are watching right now. I'm preaching to the choir. There might be a few of you, maybe, maybe five out of the 685 that are watching right now that lack all human dignity and self-respect. That no matter what they tell you, know, they, all they do is hang over your head, your middle-class life, and you'll just sacrifice everything. Oh, you know what? You know, I'm a teacher, and I want to keep my job. Oh, you mean I've got to espouse transgender values in the classroom? Okay, anything you say, i just got to keep my, I mean, I'm getting paid $52,000 a year. i got to keep my job no matter what happens. It's time for people to actually stand up. But back to my point here. Is America First legal? ACLJ, that's like Jay Sekulow's outfit, Liberty Council, Tom Fitton Judicial Watch, they haul people in front of judges. They put people under oath. And just so the left knows, we'll haul you in front of the judges we want to haul you in front of, just like you are hauling us in front of the judges you want to haul us in front of, i.e. Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, uh, Peter Navarro, Donald J. Trump, Michael Flynn, hauling you and hauling us in front of red judges and red jurisdictions with red juries and red appellate courts. We have, I mean, correction, hauling us in front of blue judges, blue appellate courts, blue juries, blue prosecutors, blue district attorneys, blue U.S. district attorneys. So you have absolutely no chance of winning. Why are they trying, Donald? Why did they, why did they do Rudy Giuliani's defamation hearing in Washington, D.C., instead of Atlanta, where the alleged defamation occurred. Because in Atlanta, he has a shot because an appellate court in Atlanta is going to be read. Not Atlanta itself with Fannie Willis. And I know it's civil and criminal. I understand the difference. It's a cop 25 years. I understand. I'm just, for ease of conversation. So you're going to do a defamation lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani because he defamed Ruby Freeman because he says that Ruby Freeman shoved the same ballots into the same machine three different times, which I'll show you the video of that tonight, and then wasn't even allowed to show that video at trial to defend himself. How, I mean, that's the, so he's accused of defaming Ru, uh, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, her needs to mix in a salad daughter, of defaming them because he said that, that they put the same ballots into the same machine numerous times. Has a video of it, and it's not allowed to show that video in trial because it's in Washington, D.C. with a blue judge like Tanya Shutkin. Blue judge, blue jury, blue prosecutor, blue U.S. attorney, blue appellate court, blue grand jury. You have no choice, no chance. You have all the Democrats. They'll say, we, you know, we, we follow the law. Whatever a judge says, they don't follow the law at all. Sanctuary cities isn't following the law. 
They didn't follow the law with abortion pills. They didn't follow the law with student loan debt. They're not following the law at the border. They don't follow the law. They don't, and these are all Supreme Court rulings, by the way. Abortion pill, Supreme Court ruling. Student debt one, Supreme Court ruling. Student debt two, Supreme Court ruling. Eviction, eviction ban, Supreme Court ruling. None of them. Credit Dan Bongino and all that. None of those things. You're probably wondering, who is it that you watch, Tom? Steve Bannon and Dan Bongino. That's who I watch. That's who I watch. Now, I read lots of other stuff, but those who I watch and listen to. But anyway, they don't listen to the Supreme Court. But this is how it works right here. We need to give our money to these institutions. Don't send it to Ron or Romney McDaniel. Send it to an individual campaign or one of these institutions. I'm going to send money to Donald Trump coming up here. No doubt. I'm absolutely going to do it. I can do it, and those left-wingers, you're a pastor of a church. You're not, listen, I didn't say the church isn't going to send Donald Trump a dime. I, as a citizen of the United States of America, am going to send Donald Trump money. Of course. I sent Donald Trump money to fight you know, the, for the litigation, for the fraudulent election in, 20, in November of 2020, November 3rd, 2020, which still needs to be litigated, by the way. So speaking of that, so here's America First Legal. We need to send these people the money because this is the only way you win. Haul Democrats into red jurisdictions with red judges and red prosecutors. They'll actually get a fair trial there. You won't in a blue jurisdiction, but you actually get a fair trial in a red, juris- in a red jurisdiction with a red judge because red judges are constitutionalists on the whole, of course, with notable exceptions like John Roberts, who's not a real conservative. And I guess either is Amy Coney Barrett. So here we go, litigation bombshell. We sued the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Aaron, I need you to remember that. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, that's CISA, Kind of pull up a screen for me because I'm going to forget that. Okay. CISA, I remember, but I'm never going to remember cybersecurity. I mean, typical, typical acronym governmental games, right? Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. Whew. Why, why are you putting this little redundant put two securities in one name? For real. The censorship arm of the Department of Homeland Security. Who's in charge of the Homeland Security? I mean, that's, of course, Alejandro Mayorkas. The man in charge of the open border, we have 12,000 illegals crossing per day. Per day. Per day. Oh, give us more border money. Give us more border. For what? For facilitation of illegals? That's what it is. Uh, and they're framing, of course, they're framing the narrative. Republicans want to shut down the border. I mean, the, the Republicans want to keep the border open. That's what they're all putting out right now. All the leftist uh, pundits, all the leftist uh, Twitter posters, all of them are putting this out. Mark Elias, all the rest of them putting out Republicans want to keep the border open. No, because they're refusing to fund the border because you got Repu- you have Democratic Party shill senators who are trying to put, to get, to put together this package deal, i.e. the McConnells and the Grahams and all of them. Uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, Langford, which was an absolute shock coming out of Oklahoma as part of this, trying to lump in Funding the border with funding Ukraine. So funding the border right now, because it's an inverted world, funding border security now means, it simply means facilitating more and more illegals, as many illegals as possible per day through the southern border. That's their border security. It's not, it's not, if you, if you want border security, why are you cutting, explain to me, if you want border security, why are you cutting down razor wire? Why are you taking the wall down so that you can do your job, i.e. Admiral Kirby? So here we go, back to this though. So here's, We wouldn't have any of these problems if it wasn't for this fraudulent election. So cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, the censorship arm of the DHS. Our lawsuit, America First Legal, legal, our lawsuit unearthed new documents showing that the deep state knew the risks of mass mail voting in 2020, but censored these criticisms 
as disinformation. So CISA, remember that's who, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. CISA knew, remember, they knew. That's who, the, when, when America First says deep state, CISA knew the risks of mass mail-in voting in 2020, knew it, but then censored those criticisms. Now we have people, well, I can't say around the globe yet, I hope it gets to be where it's around the globe for people being criminally prosecuted for negligent homicide for these vaccines, i.e. Italy. Two big uh, healthcare officials in Italy knew that the vaccine was killing people in the vaccine trial and then pimped and hoarded it as safe and effective. Same thing here. They do the same thing every time. They know the information is false. I mean, they know the information. And then when it gets reported as truth, they call it false or they censor the information. Call a vaccine safe and effective? That's not safe or effective. Telling pregnant women to take the vaccine because it's safe and effective. And knowing that in the vaccine trials, it killed 28 out of 32 fetuses. So, and they knew that in Italy, and that's why these two guys are being criminally charged with negligent homicide. Fact, absolute fact. You can pull it up right now. Whether it ever whether it ever goes through or not, who knows? George Maloney has turned leftist. WEF cultist. Well, I don't know why. Somebody again must must have honey potted her somehow or another. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. So more on this. By September of 2020, CISA was aware that the evidence established that established that in-person voting did not increase the spread of COVID-19. <laughs> it, of course it didn't spread. How, how, would, how would voting in person spread COVID-19? It can't. Six-foot rule. Fauci has come under oath. because Again, brought under oath. That's why you have to support America First Legal Judicial Watch. ACLJ, Liberty Council, get these people under oath. Because under oath, Anthony Fauci, I mean, of course, we know he lies and he's perjured himself numerous times, but under oath, they're more apt to tell the truth. And Anthony Fauci has basically said, we are the, our mitigations were way too harsh and we just pulled the six-foot rule out of our butts. So everybody could have voted very safely. And again, again, even talking about COVID-19 as something you have to approach safely is ridiculous. It's a 99.9% survivable virus. That's not me. That's the Axe Force Lionitis study that I have been quoting for the last four years of 15 days to flatten the curve. So even, even treating it as anything more than a common cold is ridiculous, and it's everybody playing, it's everybody playing pretend like you did when you were seven years old. Let's all put masks on and act like we now have a life cause. I'm saving lives by putting masks on. You're just pretending. You're either a liar or a drama queen. And by drama queen, it covers both male and female. You're either one. Doesn't matter. It's the same thing here. They knew voting in person wouldn't hurt anybody. It's a 99.9% survival virus. Even if somebody went and coughed their COVID directly into your mouth. <coughs> into your mouth with the COVID. You're 99.997% chance of survival. That's better than the flu. We don't, we don't, we don't mitigate for flu seasons. Now, 2017, I've been quoting this for forever. 80,000 Americans died of the flu in 2017. And that's about as many people have died of COVID-19. I had 1.1 million. All bold-faced lies. That's, bu- that's based on presumptions of doctors and people who allegedly had, who, di- who had COVID, not not died of COVID, died with COVID, according to a 97% ineffective PCR test. So it's all based on, it's all based on bold-faced 
ballooned up lies, propagated gaslit lies. They knew in-person voting. CISA knew. Chris Krebs, you're going to hear that name a lot tonight. Chris Krebs, who was in charge of, C- of CISA under Donald Trump, he knew it. He knew it. He knew it was totally safe to go vote in person. Was aware that the evidence established that in-person voting did not increase the spread of COVID-19. CISA was also aware that mass vote-by-mail schemes, quote, quote, posed major challenges, including the process of mailing and returning ballots. The high number of improperly completed ballots, figures not yet released. I wonder why wouldn't you release them? I was, why, 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 why can't we see all the one-six footage? Uh, why? I mean, just, just imagine if everybody was honest. I, you, know, you don't even, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna pull it back from even honest, just transparent. Just release everything. Release it all. Why, why would you not release the, the returning ballots, the high numbers of improperly completed ballots, figures not yet released? Why are they not released? The high numbers of improperly completed ballots, why can't we see them? Why do we have nobody in place, including we own Congress? We can, I'm always talking about being leveraged into a one world commerce system, a single access point. If you own Congress, you can leverage everything because you hold the purse strings to everything. There's no FBI, no CIA, no CBP, nothing without the border, no Department of Education, I mean, without, without Congress, nothing. You can leverage everything. You simply say, you know what? You release Mike, Mike Johnson. What a Democratic Party shill he's turned out to be. With his little budget, behind the doors budget deal, behind the scenes budget deal with Chuck Schumer, putting us another trillion dollars in debt overnight. What a shill. What a Democratic Party shill. They've got their hand up his anal puppet shoot. Mikey, talk. Mikey, talk. But all you have to do is leverage all, you know what? My, hey, Mike Johnson, don't give the FBI any money. Don't give the DOJ any money until they release all the 1-6 footage. All of it. All 15,000 hours. Release it all. Including the, the alleged pipe bombs outside the RNC and DNC. All of the footage. Not the FBI's redacted footage. Why would the FBI ever be redacting footage? Anybody, I mean, if you're a leftist, you ever ask yourself these questions of why the information isn't released? Why aren't there, why, the high numbers of improperly completed ballots? Why can't we see it? Why can't we see, why can't we see, you, you love masking, you love your eighth vaccination, why can't we see uh, uh, Anthony Fauci's emails? Why? Explain to me, why? Go ahead, tell me. Give me a reasonable explanation. Give me a reasonable explanation of why Joe Biden 5,000 times used pseudonyms in, on his governmental emails. Explain to me. Just give me, give me a reasonable explanation. Explain to me why the CDC refuses to release the hospitalization and death data amongst the vaccinated. Explain to me why. Just why. Leftist, leftard. That's me one of you out there. Just explain that to me. Give me a reasonable explanation about why these things won't be released. Explain it to me. That's all I want to know. A reasonable explanation. Not yet released and the shortage of personnel to process ballots in a prompt manner. All right, so there you go. So we now have established the first story for tonight. Sisters come out and said they knew. It's now, they, correction, they didn't come out and say it. They were sued, and again, to my original point, were forced to say it under oath. Forced to say it under oath that they knew COVID wasn't a threat. It's really just two simple sentences. They knew COVID wasn't a threat, but they knew mass mail-in balloting 
was a threat, a threat to our democracy. So here's Bill Barr's response to that. Play for me, Will. Uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that. So Bill Barr says the election wasn't stolen by fraud. He, haven't, he hasn't seen anything since then to show him anything different. He never investigated it. <laughs> so he, he, he hasn't seen anything that would tell him that the election was stolen by fraud. But he never investigated it. Not one time. Not at all. Not even a little bit. So here is Chris Krebs. About 20-second video here. 25-second video. From C-SPAN, of all places. Just cut it and clipped it. Former Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Director. Gosh, dog. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Director. Chrissy Krebs. That's who you hear me refer to him tonight. Chrissy. Just a total Democratic Party cuck boy. Cuck boy. Cuck boy hair. Cuck boy attitude. Cuck boy appearances on 60 Minutes and numerous other Democratic Party Pravda Media shill companies. The 2020 election, according to Chrissy Krebs, was the most secure most secure election in United States history. Play for me, Will. In conclusion, because of these and other efforts, on November 12, 2020, government and industry representatives from the election security community issued a joint statement reflecting a consensus perspective that the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. That statement reflects the confidence these officials gained based on years of work poured into improving the security and resilience of our election. Now, I want you to hear something that he said there. So first of all, of course, everyone, you just side by side one for me, because I'm going to put, use that next here. Notice what little Chris, he said there, cuck boy Chris. So that'd be what? Cuck boy Chris would be CBC. That's him, CBC, cuck boy Chris. <laughs> so Chris says that according to CISA and the cyber election community, who's that? According to them, according to CISA, and the cyber election technology you know, experts, so they had like a committee, they deemed it, CISA and the election cyber community, they together, so you had the government mixed with private entities. I wonder who they were. Well, let's look. Chris Krebs, was, it was absolute poison. Jeff Carlson tweet. Krebs also failed to disclose who made up this committee. That Dominion voting and pro V and V were part of the council at CISA that issued the statement on election integrity, claiming that the November 3rd election, November 3rd, 2020 election was the most secure in history. So dominion and Chris Krebs together came up with the statement and the slogan and the mantra that the November 3rd election was the most secure in history. So you had the Fox guarding the head house. So you had dominion voting. Again, what is the definition of fascism? The merging of corporatism and government. It has nothing to do with racism. It has to do with merging government and corporatism, i.e. the World Economic Forum. And right here, you have the perfect example of it. You absolutely have the very people. Again, this is, this is what's going on with, with vaccines too. We have Moderna, which is in cooperation with, in cooperation with, in joint ownership with the NIH. So you have the merging of government and corporations that came over the vaccination they forced on you. Same thing that's happening here. It would be a lot along the lines 
of putting a pedophile in charge of a kindergarten class. You have you actually have Dominion voting deeming the tw- along with Chrissy Cuck Krebs. They are de- they are the ones that are deeming the 2020 election the most secure in history. Just like safe and effective. It's the least secure in history. It's the least thing. It's, it's as far as safe and effective from safe and effective as it possibly can be. You, you have the very people who most benefit from it being the most secure uh, election in history deeming it so. It's just like all of the politicians who have stock in Pfizer voting to mandate it on you. They're the ones who most will, will financially benefit from labeling it something. And they're going to label it the most secure in history because it benefits them financially. Amazing. I mean, this, this is brand new to me. And this is a brand new post from Jeff Carlson. Krebs also failed to disclose that Dominion voting and pro-VNV were part of the council at CISA. Why, did, why, is, why is a private company involved with the infrastructure, the you pay for it, infrastructure security agency, uh, cybersecurity infrastructure security agency. Why, why, are, why, are, why is Dominion in partnership with them? Why is Moderna in partnership with the NIH? And sharing vaccine patents with one another, sharing vaccine royalties with one another, and then mandating the vaccine on a population, on the United States population, that will then bring them personal millions into their pockets. That's what fascism is. It's got nothing to do with racism. Everybody hates racism, but fascism has nothing to do with it. Fascism fascism is the merging of corporatism and government, and you have it right here. The very people, it's it's just like, where does, I'm trying to think of whether it's NIH, whether it's CDC, I can't remember which, 40% of their money comes from the people that they govern, the people that they monitor. I think it's NIH. I think it's the NIH too. Yeah. So it's like 40%, let's just, uh, one of the two, 40% of the NIH, the CDC's money, I believe it's Aaron's right, that it is the NIH, 40% of their money comes from the people that they're monitoring, that they're supposed to be uh, telling what to do and not to do. It's amazing. I mean, that, that's, that's the country that we live in right now. And that's why you heard this being called the most secure election in history. It's the same thing as a safe and effective narrative. Because the people, when you're dealing with the NIH and they're deeming a vaccine to be safe and effective, they get all of the money, they get all of their, they get 40% of their money from the people who benefit them, who, who, who they get 40% of their money from the people that it would benefit for them to call it safe and effective. You're like, Tom, it's kind of hard to talk about this. Yeah, because it makes no sense. But that is the country that we live in right now. The people that are labeling things safe and effective, the people that are labeling things the most secure election history, the people that are labeling things disinformation and misinformation are the very purveyors of the fraud, of the disinformation, and of the non-safe and effective vaccines. All right, let's go to the next one. Where am I at, Will? Real America's Voice? Yes, sir. All right, Real America's Voice video. Here's Cash Patel on Chris Cut Krebs. Play it for me. The Republicans, the traditional yeah. Republicans, 
are as bad as the Democrats. That was part of the problem in the Trump administration. That was the biggest problem was I tried to warn the White House that we need to remove Chris Krebs. You He's said not that. Doing you the said job. that. Yeah. Well, hold then, it. Your word listened. in the White House was pretty strong. Why was yeah. that not done? <laughs> it was strong with the president. You know who wasn't strong with? Everybody between me and him. White House counsel. Well, you, okay. Office, hold DOJ, it. You were DHS, blocked. FBI. You. Were, I just want. We're going to make some news here. You try to remove because Krebs. This report was on his watch. Essentially, I think in 2020. And he told me, he told us later, it's the most secure election in the history Look, of the country. Was, now we yeah. know he's getting the, using the government against Trump. Yeah, I was deputy director of national intelligence, and I said, what is CISA doing to protect our elections? This guy, Chris Krebs, was in charge. We found out a lot of irregularities. It, it wasn't our lane. It was DHS's lane. They weren't doing enough Hold to Hold it. Grinnell was at DNI, and you were the deputy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Richard Grinnell, who was the uh, director of national intelligence. And that's the deputy director of Nas- national intelligence, Cash Patel. And he went to Trump and said, get rid of Cuck Krebs. Get rid of the guy. He's, I mean, you got you to see him. Th- I mean, he's, he is nothing more. I mean, I want to say nasty, horrible things right now. I really do. I want to say, this is the only, listen, there's absolutely nothing bad about being a Christian, but I'll tell you, at times you just want to let loose verbally. And I just won't do it because I'm not going to violate the word of God. There are just, lo- there are things that I would, lo- I would love to expound upon his cuckness. I really would. Because you just listen to that. You just watch this guy talk. He'll do, and I just, I, I can't stand people that will do anything to hold on to any position. Anything. I, I want to be the approved one so that Jake Tapper brings me on his show, see MSNBC, and uh, uh, I, get, I get approved by Moscow Maddow. I get, I get approved by all of the main, I mean, the Washington Times, I mean, the Washington Post thinks really highly of me. Nancy Pelosi also thinks highly of me. Uh, Lindsey Graham thinks highly of me. I get invited. I, I hate, I just, I can't stand people like that. I, I'm honest, I, I hate that. I do. I hate that kind of garbage. I just, I can't stand people who have absolutely no principles. Because if it would benefit Chris Cuck Krebs to say that it was a fraudulent election, he would do it. But he deems, because that's the truth, he deems that lying benefits him more than the truth. I mean, imagine just going up and saying, this is the most secure election in history. So you have Cash Patel, and here's, the, here's what I hope Trump learns because he's going to be president again in January of 2025. When you have the deputy director of national intelligence, Cash Patel, come up to you and say, listen, you got to get, ri- get rid of Chris Krebs. Tr- Trump was on board. Tr- Trump can smell the cuckness. He knows who Chris Krebs is. He's just a Democratic Party shill with an R in front of his name. He, he's a globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist, just like Murkowski, Collins, Romney, Cornyn, Portman, Graham, McConnell, Foon. They're just globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist holding positions that, that real conservatives should have so that we could actually issue power. They hold it so that we can't. So we can legislate no power. They just this usher the leftist bourgeois elitist narrative and agenda forward in a more palatable way. That's all that they are. Cash Patel goes up. Trump says you got to get rid of Krebs. Trump says you're right, but all the interference between Patel and Trump talked him out of it. Was that Ivanka? Who was it that talked him out of it? Jared. I don't know. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, Kushner. <laughs> yeah. Ivanka. Who was it that talked him out of it? There's a bunch of other people that have turned on Trump since. Are, they, are those the ones that talked out, talked him out of it? Cash Patel knows. Cash Patel tells you is the deputy director, uh, deputy uh, DNI, director of national intelligence. 
you need to do what he tells you to do. He was right. Because we wouldn't have had the problems if Chris Krebs wasn't in charge. Because Chris Krebs made, did, I mean, he, he did the tour. He went out to every single uh, leftist mainstream media outlet he could get on. He went on them. Every last one of them says most secure election in history, including even a long, long expose on 60 Minutes. All right, Rumble video. Is this why Chris Krebs was fired? Play for me, Will. When we're talking about it, it was Mr. Krebs? Krebs? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. He stated the um, most secure election in history. He stated uh, we're not connected to the Internet. He stated no votes leave this country. This is all things he's stated. He's stated publicly. So on you just a website, correct? Right. So are you willing to say under oath that you have seen the connection to the internet? You have seen it go offshore to Germany, Frankfurt. Are these things that you have personally seen and can say that is not true? Our our white hat hackers, yes, they have that traffic in the packets. So. Why would he? Why would he make that kind of comment? Do you think? Either not knowing, believing the myth, um, or not wanting the truth to to be known. Thank you. So if it's connected to the internet, if one of them is connected, you ask any tech guy. If I put Aaron on camera right now, you ask any tech guy you want. Yep. If one computer is connected to the internet, and all the computers. Our network together, I'm even trying to use the proper vernacular. It's working yeah. so far. So it's far, good. so good. Yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah. will correct me if I go off. <laughs> if I go out into the weeds, Aaron will bring me back. <laughs> if you have one computer connected to the internet and they're all networked together, everything's connected to the internet. Correct. All connected to the internet. And they have the packets. They have the, what do they call them now? Thumb drives, zip drives, the yeah. things you plug like in. Flash drive, yeah. Yeah, flash yep. drive. Yep. Told you, bring me out of the weeds. <laughs> they have it all. It's proven. Our votes were in Frankfurt, Germany. It's a fact. Online. And Dominion, under oath, swears that you cannot get into their computers and that none of them are online. And then we had, of course, as I reported on Tuesday, where you have the professor in a Georgia courtroom demonstrate via a ballpoint pen in about 10 seconds, he punched into, he just hit the power button of a Dominion voting machine, got it into safe mode, and can manipulate the entire process. Correct. Get usher, put it, any votes to anybody he wants and change the names of people. <laughs> he can say Donald Trump got 700,000 votes and Joe Biden got 200,000 votes. He just changed the name. Oh, man. Yep. He did it in front of a Obama, Obama, Obama appointed judge. And, 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 and Fox settles with Dominion. I want you to think about the precedent of this. I've been thinking about this all week. You're like, Tom, don't you have anything better to do? No. <laughs> I think about this all week, what Fox did with Dominion. Fox settled for, Aaron, see if you pull it up. Fox settled for a couple hundred million. Can't remember how many hundreds of millions. 100 million plus. With Dominion, I think it was hundreds of millions. 787 700 million. million. 700 million, 787? Yeah. 787. Fox gave Dominion. <laughs> $787 million in a defamation lawsuit settled with, never went to trial. Yeah. Why? Because Fox had people on their shows that were claiming that Dominion was corrupt. Now, think about the precedent that this sets. How are you going to ever have an editorial page in a paper? Yep. 
Because if you're going to now hold, how are you going to ever, how is a leftist, a leftist loved it. They all loved it, Fox, the demise of Fox. They don't see it turning on them. Now, how are you ever going to interview somebody again? If I go and interview a, a uh, child trafficker, and the child trafficker goes, I think the trafficking kids is great for the economy. As I'm interviewing this guy in prison. Hey, here's your, here's your mic. Right? So now I'm going to be held accountable for what that guy said? If I interview a tax cheat? If I, if I interview an extortionist? I'm now going, or anybody, or any liar, any, any, or anybody else? Now if I'm interviewing them and I put it on my platform. I'm simply asking them questions. I'm going to be held accountable for what they say in a defamation lawsuit. So how, how, is, how can Fox ever report again? And all of the leftists that celebrate this, this great Fox's demise, how are you going to interview anybody? How are you going to interview anybody you disagree with? You're never going to be able to get to the bottom of any story ever again. I don't care whether you're interviewing a police officer who gets some sort of some investigation. Just say you're interviewing a police officer and they say, I think Will's guilty. And it was actually Aaron that's guilty. And because you aired it on your show, Will now sues you because Aaron was actually guilty. How are you ever going to interview somebody again? Ever. How are you going to ever put up a picture of a suspect again? I mean, it's amazing how people don't see the avalanche coming for them. Look what Fox News did. And again, so there you saw that evidence. Now again, Cuck Krebs, he says, Dominion's invulnerable. You cannot get into them. That's what he says. Under oath, as Chris Krebs says, you cannot hack into a Dominion voting machine. Dominion voting machines are not hooked to the internet. Now we have we have absolute proof they were hooked to the internet over and over and over again. We played it back in twenty uh, back in uh, late twenty twenty. We showed the videos of all the machines networked together, hooked to an internet. What do you call it? Uh, where you hook it into? There's a router. A router. Yeah. We showed all the machines networked together, hooked into a router. How are they not hooked to the internet? And, what's, oh gosh, I mean, you know, I, I didn't want to get into this like this, but I, I can't help it. I've got to get to the border before the show's over. How do you, how do you sit there? <laughs> it's amazing. Dominion saying, and many left-hard and even rhino Republicans will say that Dominion voting machines aren't hooked to the internet, but your instructions are to log into the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we played it on the show, folks. It's an absolute fact. The, in order for you to work with Dominion voting machines or any of the other voting machines, you have to log into the internet. <laughs> I mean, and then they'll tell you that they're not compromised by the internet or that they're not connected to the internet. And your one, two, three-step process to get the, get the voting machine started is to log into the internet. You're like, Tom, that makes absolutely no sense. That's completely incoherent. I know. We live in an incoherent world. It absolutely, I try to come up with sentences. You see me sometimes get twisted yeah. in my head because it's, it's when, you, when you have an open border with 12,000 people crossing per day under Donald Trump, 8,000 per month illegally crossed, under Joe Biden, 12,000 per day, absolute CBP facts. Facts. And you'll have John Kirby again. You, you guys, the cuck too. John Cuck Kirby will go up and say, well, and he's asked the question, John, why are you tearing down the razor wire? So that the CBB can do their jobs. 
How do you, if, if your job is to keep them on the other side of the razor wire, how is it doing your job to kick the razor wire down? Yeah. That'd be like saying, if I, got a, I got an ex-Marine over here, combat veteran over here to my right, and I say, Will, defend the fort. <laughs> and Will says, I am defending the fort by allowing the enemy in. How's that, how's that, how is he defending the fort by allowing the enemy in the fort? That's what he's saying. That's what Kirby's saying. Yeah. You're like, Tom, that makes, I know, 1,223 people died in the Pfizer vaccine trial of the vaccine. More people died of COVID in the Pfizer vaccine trial who were vaccinated than unvaccinated. And they put it out as 28 out of 32 women miscarried in the Pfizer vaccine trial. And they were called vaccine side effects that resolved themselves. (laughs) That's what they call the miscarriages. They all knew that and then called it safe and effective and told pregnant women, Rochelle Walensky, the whore that she is, comes out and says, take it, trust me, as a doctor. She's not a doctor, she's a professor just like Jill Biden, who doesn't even qualify to be a professor. She barely qualifies to be a a gym teacher in a middle school. But she comes out and says, this is the same thing here with all this. It's just all bold-faced, incoherent, Lies in the in, right. I mean, it's in, in and right in the face of the truth. You have the absolute truth right in front of you. They're just lying, right? It's right there. It harkens back to my days as a police officer. Is that not you on the videotape committing the crime? It's you. Oh no, it's not me. It's you. You're wearing the same clothes right now. You walk into a store, shoplifting case. Is that you on the videotape stealing all that <laughs> stuff? No, it's not me. It's not me. Um. You have the same clothes on, and you're a white male, and you're six foot two, and you're and you have blue jeans on, and a white shirt, and it's you. No, it's not me. It's the same thing. Here's another one. Melissa Tate video. Remember now, remember the statements. Bill Barr and Chris Krebs. Chris Krebs, most secure election in history, right? Bill Barr, no evidence that there was any widespread voter fraud. That's a quote. Quote from the head of CISA and the attorney general. Neither one of them did any investigation. Melissa Tate video, Georgia fraud was the worst. Remember now, most secure election in history. No evidence, Bill Barr, no evidence that there was any widespread voter fraud. Remember those two quotes, play for me. Felons voted illegally in Georgia. 66,248 underage and therefore ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday, when the law requires 17 and a half years old. At least 2,423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. 1,043 individuals to cast ballots who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. 4,926 individuals voted in Georgia who had registered to vote after their Georgia voter registration date, thereby canceling their Georgia voter registration. 10,315 or more individuals to vote who are deceased by the time of the election. 395 individuals to vote in Georgia who had cast ballots in another state which is illegal in both states. 
15,700 individuals to vote in Georgia who had filed a national change of address with the United States Postal Service prior to November 3rd, 2020. 40,279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to Election Day and who had failed to properly re-register to vote in their new county after moving, also in violation of Georgia law. You can put it back to me. Just so I jotted down some of the stats here. Remember, Donald Trump lost Georgia by 11,000 votes. We have 66,000 votes just on that video. That's not, e- that's not even Dominion voting machines or any other statistical data. 2,000 ve- felons voted illegally. 5,000 people who weren't registered voted illegally. 10,315 dead people voted. Sweet. <laughs> what is Bill? I'm going to mix this in. Put Bill Barr on for me again, Will. Uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that. How do you say that if you're Bill Barr? Bill, Billy, hey, Billy, 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 Billy. 3,000 felons voted illegally. Donald Trump lost, lost Georgia by 11,000 votes. 5,000 people voted who weren't properly registered. 10,000 dead people voted. That right there turns over the election for Trump. 395 people voted in one other state which makes them illegal if they voted in Georgia and another state, therefore committing a crime in both states. 15,000 people voted who changed their address and made them ineligible to vote. All of these votes, by the way, of course, we know went for Biden. 4,000 people moved counties prior to the election. You have to move at a certain amount of day, a certain date, a certain amount of time from the election, and therefore your votes are now illegal. But according to Bill Barr, he saw no evidence that there was any mass voter fraud, nothing. And of course, you got cut crabs play for me. Reflecting a consensus perspective that the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. Can you imagine, Aaron, put, can you put his, can you get his picture for me? You can. Can you imagine just on what I said about Georgia? We haven't, I've got Arizona too. I've got Wisconsin. Just on this alone. Look at this guy. He comes up and calls it the most secure election in history. He has this data. He has the data. You're like, well, how can you be so devoid of self-respect and, and wear that hairdo? <laughs> I mean, I guarantee you his wife runs the show in their house. What a cuck. You have all of this information, and you go up and call it. 10,000 people, dead people in the state of Florida, I mean, the state of Georgia, voted for Joe Biden. And Cuck Krebs comes up and calls it the most secure election in United States history. Truly, I'm Bill Barr, mocks it and says there's no evidence of mass voter fraud. Amazing. I haven't even got to Arizona. I haven't got to Wisconsin. I haven't got to Pennsylvania yet. All right, where the heck am I, Will? Uh, you're at uh, West Coast. West Coast Patriot. Look at this. Most secure election in history. 2020 election. Something just doesn't seem to be correct. West Coast Patriot tweet. Total number of votes. Obama got 69 million. Trump sets the brand new record at 74 million. And Biden, who never left his basement the entire time, gets 81 million votes. Number of counties each candidate won. Obama won 873 counties and swept the election both times, right? Yeah. Who'd he beat? He beat McCain. Who'd he beat the first time? 
Well, it was McCain the first, McCain time, the first then time, Romney, then, then Romney. Romney. Yeah, Romney and McCain, right? Yep. I mean, look at look at Obama. Obama wins eight hundred seventy-three counties. That's impressive. Crazy. Trump wins twenty-five hundred and forty-seven <laughs> counties and loses the election. And Biden wins um, three hundred and sixty, basically three hundred and sixty less counties than Obama and wins the election. <laughs> what? How could that be? Well, let me explain to you how that works. That's the six cities. That's the seven cities in the six states. Let me see if I can remember them all. I might not be able to. You got Atlanta in Georgia. Let's go up. Then we got Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. And I'm missing one. Can't remember the other one. But it's it's the seven cities and the six states. And in those seven cities, in those six states, I didn't even get to maybe maybe I left out a state. We got oh Wisconsin. I can't. Gosh, I can't remember it. It's gonna drive me nuts. But anyway. (laughs) I'll get to that some other time, but I'll try to remember it during the next video. But in the in the seven cities and the six states, they shut down ballot. They were like, okay, just using Pennsylvania, which would be which would be uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. You shut down the counting in the middle of the night, i.e., Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. You shut down the counting. You're like, okay, I go to bed at three a.m. on November third, twenty twenty. Go to bed. Well, it just would be November fourth, twenty twenty. But anyway. 3 o'clock in the morning, I get up at 8. I go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. Donald Trump is up by, I believe, 690,000 votes in Pennsylvania. The election, it's over. It's all over. I, and they, and all, I'm like, okay, well, they'll start recounting at 9. I get up at 8. They sh- and again, you're like, Tom, this is incoherent. It makes no sense. It's not my incoherence. It's theirs. They said we are shutting down counting and then continue to count all night long. It's safe and effective when it's not safe and effective. It's the most secure election in history. It's the least secure election in history. It's an open, it's a closed border. It's actually a wide open border. It's just incoherent. In the face of truth, you pull on any video on the planet and 12,000 people a day are crossing the southern border. Why John Kirby and Alejandro Mayorkas calls it closed border. It's the same the year. So I go to bed at three o'clock in the morning and they stop counting ballots. First time, another, another first in my life. Stop counting ballots in the middle of the night. I get up. And somehow, Donald Trump, who was up by 690,000 votes five hours ago, is now up by 14, 12, 1,400 votes. How how, how do they count 650, 660, 670,000 votes why they weren't counting votes? Just any, any left heart out there, please send me an explanation about how Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman in Atlanta we're counting ballots when they said they weren't counting ballots because of the water main break inside the Fulton County Auditorium, right? I'm explaining that to me. Just come, come on, give me a reasonable explanation. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear an explanation of that. And how in the world does Biden win 360 less counties than Obama and win the election? And Donald Trump wins 2,500, 25, almost 20, well, 25, basically 25, five. Um, 2,547 counties. Bellwether counties, which, by the way, have only been accurate for forever. You can measure election success by how many Bellwether counties you win. If you win the Bellwether counties, and basically every election in yours and my lifetime, no matter how old you are watching this, in your lifetime and mine, I'm 55 years old, every Bellwether county is a reflection of the election. That rhymed a little bit right there. Reflection of the election. 
It show, whoever wins the Bellwether counties wins the election. Well, let's look at that. Bellwether counties, each, each candidate won. Obama won 18 out of 19. And then the loser of the 2020 election wins 18 out of 19. And Biden wins one Bellwether county and wins the election with 81 million votes. Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, Obama won them all. Trump won them all and lost the election. Biden lost them all and won the election. Which candidate's political party won seats in the House of Representatives? Obama Democrats won seats. Trump Republicans won seats. Biden Democrats won no seats, but Trump lost the election. But it's the most secure election in history, according to Cuck Krebs. Uh, it's through, oh, you know what? Play it for me, Will. Uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that reflecting a consensus perspective that the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. All right, Aaron, let's go to Midas Gold. Here we go. Then my number one, well, not my number one, my one and only. I was going to say my number one sponsor. My one and only sponsor, Love Midas Gold Group. Give me 30 seconds of your time. Here it is. We've all got to buy gold to fight against the de-dollarization of the globe, the devaluing of the USD. We've got to buy gold. Why from Midas instead of anybody else? Because Midas is not a conservative company. They're not a Republican company. They're a MAGA company. They're like you and I. They believe what you and I believe in. Make America great again. America first. For real. I've talked to them. And here's the greatest asset of Midas Gold Group. The greatest attribute of Midas Gold Group is all of their gold is physical, in hand. You order your gold, you get your gold in your hand. If you have it in an IRA, you pay a fee for the IRA, and the moment you want to empty out the IRA, they send you the gold. First question I asked them, is it physical gold? They said yes, because I'm buying gold. You need to buy gold, and when you do, this is the hedge against the, what's going on with BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India. What's the other one, Aaron? Uh, what's this? China. Um, yeah, China. I couldn't remember this. Yeah. And uh, South Africa. That's the Brit, or is this, yeah, South Africa, right? Yep. Yeah, South yep. Africa. That's the, that's, those are the people trying to de-dollarize the globe, devalue the USD. It's the, it's the battle against that. Buy gold. We never should have taken out the gold standard to begin with. Buy gold. I'm buying gold. Nothing is perfect, but gold is as close to perfect as you can get it. And when you buy gold from Midas Gold Group, tell them that the Tom Lively podcast sent you. Let's go on. More on the election. Rumble video. Here's the Ruby Freeman scanning the same ballots. And remember... I know you might be getting a little redundant for you. Chris Krebs, Chris Cut Krebs, most secure election in history. Bill Barr, I saw no evidence. Yeah, you can't see evidence when you don't do an investigation. I saw no evidence of mass voter fraud. Play for me, Will. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in the red. So he just pulled one out. So what are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? 
is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules, to supervise the tabulation? We believe that could easily be, and probably is certainly, beyond the margin of victory in this race. Because if it's only three scanners working for two hours, right, that's 18,000 ballots that went through. So we're now at 11.09. There were, in addition to the four workers that you see there, there were two other people who were bringing ballots in and out. Uh, the, the gentleman in red that you saw, and then a second person, I can't tell if it's a male or female based on their uh, hair being pulled back in their mask, but in any event, that's six total people. And so if we were to sit here for the next two hours, what we would see is that this operation just goes on and on and on. They're scanning until about 12.55 in the morning. So we kept the, the uh, video running. And you know we can show you the people who gave us the affidavits reappearing at that time, just as they said, around 1 a.m. to find out, are they in fact counting after they told us they would stop working or not? Um, and we will fast forward to that. But have you all seen as much as you'd like to see of what's happening here? I think I, so. I think you basically get the idea. Unless any member wants to see more. Or you have any questions? No. No. Let's go ahead. Okay. So let's fast forward to about 12.55 in the morning. Uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that reflecting a consensus perspective that the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. I mean, can you imagine the audacity of that Ruby Freeman video alone? All the Republicans are kicked out of the room. You have the suspicious person leaves the table, then nobody touches, leaves the table at 8 a.m. November 3rd, leaves the table right there, nobody, nobody touches it, nobody looks under it. It's a table that's covered by a tablecloth with a, with a bunch of stuffed boxes of ballots underneath it at 8 a.m. Uh, nobody voted yet at 8 a.m. Anybody think of that? But yet it's full of ballots. That's weird, isn't it? So the person leaves that there, same person, who then, the same person who leaves the table there at 8 o'clock in the morning prior to any ballots being counted, prior to anybody voting, except for mass mail-in early balloting, I guess that's what it could have been full of, that nobody touches those ballots until every Republican is kicked out of the room at approximately 11 o'clock that night because of the water main break. The Republicans are all kicked out, but suspiciously, Ruby Freeman and her should have mixed in the salad daughter, Shay Moss, are the only ones left, and they're shoving the same ballots into the same machine over and over and over again. Weird, isn't it? And getting those ballots from under this mystery table. Just give me a reasonable explanation. Any left tard out there, please give me. Brian Krasenstein, Eddie Krasenstein, any of you, Mark Elias, send me a reasonable response for Ruby Freeman taking the same stack of ballots and putting them through the same machine at least three times. Come on, show me. 
Give me a reason. Come on, give me one. Give me one. Give me a reasonable explanation of cocaine in the White House, please. Give me a reasonable explanation about why they blew up the cocaine in the White House. Why? Why they? Why? Why the Secret Service blew it up? Give me, give me a reasonable explanation. I, I'd just love to hear it. Here's some more for you, Nick Adams tweet. Between 3:30 and 4:30 a.m., they found 140,000 mail-in ballots for Biden in Wisconsin. That's strange. That's weird, isn't it? That's so weird. Oh, there's my. There, oh, I knew it'd turn up. There's my seventh city, Detroit. That's the one I forgot. Between 3.30 and 5.30 and 5 o'clock a.m., they found a mystery, 200,000 mail-in ballots, all for Biden in Michigan. None for Trump. Not one. And this is when the voting had been shut down for the night. But yet they're finding ballots. How do you find ballots when nobody's voting? I mean, when nobody's counting. Karen, am I missing something? Is there anything you guys can add? I mean, you you said we are shutting down counting because everybody's too tie-tie to count. You know what I get confused about is like how do you how do you misplace two hundred thousand? That's so much paper. Well, in like, Detroit, uh, in Detroit, yeah. they, they showed up in the vans. Yeah, at three o'clock in the morning, the vans just show up. And here's the thing: even if you want to try, I mean, wouldn't you just try to kind of pull it off where you'd go eighty-five fifteen Biden? Uh, right. They don't do that. It's Hundo Biden. Yeah, two hundred thousand mail-in ballots are found, all for Biden. Crazy. And Bill Barr, I saw no evidence of voter fraud. <laughs> uh, okay. Cut, uh, uh, cut Krebs, um, most secure uh, election history. Between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., they found 1 million, <laughs> 1 million mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. And by the way, every last one. So let's add this up together, shall we? 1.2, one, so we'll just round it up. So it's 1.25 million ballots found between 2 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the morning when nobody was counting. But everybody was finding and counting. 1.25 million ballots found in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. <laughs> all for Biden. While nobody was counting ballots. But they were all counted before I got up in the morning at 8 a.m. Before they were supposed to be counting ballots again at 9 a.m. Eastern time. All Eastern time right here. All Eastern time. All right, where am I at? Let's see here. Let's go. Um, oh, we, already, uh, we, get, we don't do that again. Everybody's got the point. It will skip ahead, Will. Go to uh, Frazier. Can you do that for me? Got that one? Yep. Good. Perfect. Let's show you this now. Remember, most secure election in history. Here's some more 2020 footage. Project Verit- Veritas, James O'Keefe. Play it for me. In the election in January of last year? Uh, the presidential. Uh, yeah. And did you register? No, I wasn't registered either. Are you registered now? Oh, I never filled anything no. out. No. Okay. Then I can't see how you can vote because you're no, not registered. Remember, I do remember him. Okay. Remember, we was allowing anyone to we come in. We was allowing anybody to come in, and, and they say presidential. Um, yeah, Dorney General they just let us. So, so, okay. I'll let you fill out the ballot now. Whether or not it's going to be, uh, they're going to count it, I don't know. But I don't know if it works because I'm it an Irish But I'm an Irish citizen. I'm not. It doesn't matter. I mean, are you? You have some citizenship here. With the work visa, yeah. Listen, we're we'll to do it. They'll figure that out. The brand new ones. Yeah. There's not much many new ones. Just so you know. <laughs> So, so obviously this was a James O'Keefe Project Veritas operative goes in and he couldn't make it any more clear to the campaign workers. 
I'm from Ireland. I am not a United States citizen. And they let him fill out a ballot and they said somebody else will determine it. Every last bit of that was illegal. You can't even, it's a felony. You can't even hand him a ballot. Yep. They let him hand about, they actually put the ballot in the pile to be adjudicated. It's probably counted, of course, for Joe, for Joe Biden. All right, let's go to the next one. Force the Truth video. I think that's where we're at. Yeah. All right, more on Chris Krebs. Play for me. Now, I can see physical transfer of data. I can watch when somebody moves a flash drive from a tabulator to a central station, and I can go off and verify vote counts at that handoff. I can't get inside wires to go off and trace electrons through the Ethernet cables that I saw a position. And that's the next point I want to highlight. And this is something important for you to understand here is how these were connected. A lot of these election officials will swear up and down that none of these machines were connected to the Internet. And that's based on propaganda being pushed by companies like Dominion Voting Systems. They will say that they have an air gap. They will say that they have firewalls in place. They have encryption in place. And I hope to demonstrate here that that doesn't mean a heck of a lot. Uh, and uh, any hacker worth their salt knows that if one computer is connected to the Internet, they're all connected to the Internet, firewall or not. There, same thing I, same thing I showed you earlier. Now i got to show you this. Now, Rumble video. Here's the stats from Nevada. Play it for me, Will. Over 42,000, 42,000 people voted more than once. Our experts were able to make this determination by reviewing the list of actual voters and comparing it to other voters with the same name, address, and date of birth. This method was also able to catch people using different variations of their first name, such as William and Bill, and individuals who were registered both under a married name and a maiden name. At least 1,500 dead people are recorded as voting, as shown by comparing the list of male voters with the Social Security death records. More than 19,000 people voted even though they didn't live in Nevada. This does not include military voters or students. These voters were identified by comparing the list of voters with the U.S. Postal Service's National Change of Address database, among other sources. About 8,000 people voted from non-existent addresses. Here we cross-reference voters with the coding accuracy support system, which allowed our experts to identify undeliverable addresses. Over 15,000 votes were cast from commercial or vacant addresses. Our experts found these voters by analyzing official U.S. Postal Service records that flag non-residential addresses and addresses vacant for more than 90 days. Incredibly, almost 4,000 non-citizens also voted as determined by comparing official DMV records of non-citizens to the list of actual voters in the 2020 election. The list goes on. All in all, our experts identified 130,000 unique instances of voter fraud in Nevada. But the actual number is almost certainly higher. Our data scientists made these calculations not by estimations or statistical sampling, but by analyzing and comparing the list of actual voters with other lists, most of which are publicly available. To put it simply, they explained their methods so others could check their work. Our evidence has never been refuted only ignored. Uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that. 
reflecting a consensus perspective that the 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. Those are the two people that were in charge of the election for all intents and purposes. The Attorney General of the United States of America and the head of CISA. In charge of the election. When we have, they, they both claim this. Again, I know it's redundant. Chris Krebs, most, most secure election history. The election was not stolen by fraud, according to Bill, according to Bill Barr. And he's seen no evidence since. I guess Billy never looked in Nevada. He never looked in Georgia. He never looked in Pennsylvania. I guess he just never looked, I guess, in Wisconsin. The, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has really basically determined that the election was stolen by fraud. But according to Bill, he's seen no evidence since the election. He saw no evidence that the election was won via fraud. And he's no, seen no evidence since that it was won via fraud. And Chris Krabs says that there's this most secure election history. I guess that they're not looking at Nevada numbers here. I've already gone over the Florida, the Georgia numbers. Um, 42,000 people voted twice. I believe Donald Trump lost Nevada by, by like 20 to 40,000 votes. 42,000 people voted twice. How much you want to bet that added, added up to 84,000 votes for Joe Biden? Yeah. 100, uh, 1,500 people again. Here we go. So we got 10,000 dead people voted in Georgia. A 1,500, much smaller state of Nevada. 1,500 dead people voted. I bet you 100% of those for Biden. 19,000 people voted in Nevada who didn't live there. <laughs> so I guess I can vote in Nevada even while I'm sitting in my home in Northport, Florida. <laughs> 8,000 people voted from non-existent addresses. Um, could that be from the mass mail-in balloting? Most secure election in history. 4,000 non-citizens voted. <laughs> For a grand total of 130,000 confirmed cases of voter fraud. And Bill Barr, the attorney freaking general, the chief law enforcement agent of the United States of America said there was no evidence of mass voter fraud. Bill, that's 130,000 cases in one state. You big fat idiot. You globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist cuck. Devoid of all human dignity and self-respect and mixed in a salad, fat boy. Unbelievable. I mean, I didn't mean to spend a whole freaking 90 minutes on this. <laughs> Let me show you this. I'm changing subjects. I'm all fired up now. I just, I just don't understand how people have all of this evidence. And it's right. Why don't you just admit it? Amazing. EJ Antonio, PhD, tweet. Has no one else noticed this from a quarter four GDP report? Annualized interest on the federal debt now exceeds $1 trillion. Congratulations, Joe Biden, again. Hey, you know what? That's one thing I didn't, I forgot to add that to my list. I'm going to do a list. Everybody hates my list. I know it. I know I'll lose viewers when I read my list. But I've got to compile another list of Joe Biden first. Joe Biden's accumulating $1, $1 trillion worth of debt every 100 days. And now for the first time in history, our debt, our interest on the debt is over a trillion dollars now. So every year, we get to pay a trillion dollars in interest that doesn't take down the debt. Isn't that great, guys? Isn't that fantastic? Great. Well, That's fantastic news, fantastic. isn't it? Another Biden first. Great job, left hearts. Great job, Biden supporters. Great job, everybody who COVID caved and ushered in this fraudulent election. They gave them an excuse for mass mail and balloting. I can't go on. You're, you're a Christian, and you, and you allegedly believe in the Bible, and the Bible tells you in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, that Jesus says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
No plague shall draw near thy dwelling who took up our infirmities and carried our diseases, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. And you strap on a mask and you vote by mail because you as a Christian don't want to go vote in person and die from a 99.9%, 997% survival virus. You go ahead and you play pretend with all the globalist liars and allow them to usher in this fraudulent election that elected the, bu- the buffoon in chief in the White House right now. Amazing to me. And now we got, look at that debt. Look at me. Look, did, everybody, did everybody realize when does that debt go up exponentially? Did everybody see it? Oh, that would be about 2020. Mm-hmm. So some of that under Trump, but almost all of it oh, uh, um, under Joseph Robinette, 12,000 people a day crossing illegally through our southern border. Biden. I go to the next one for me. Got to show you this. Can't go with the great. How many of you guys want me to do some overtime tonight? It's 10 o'clock. I'm all fired up. I won't be able to rest anyway. So I might as well stick here and scream for another couple minutes. Comment on Rumble. Yeah, comment on Rumble. What do you call it, Aaron? The chat on Rumble. I heard we might have some Dan Bongino people following us as the McGroin McGroin crowd. Are you guys watching? On Rumble right now, I hear the Holden McGroin group that watches uh, that watches Bongino. Love you guys. God bless you. I'm glad you're here. If it is you guys, had, had heard some rumors you might be on. But anyway, and everybody like and share, like and share, like and share. I'm supposed to say that throughout this whole thing, and I never do. I get all caught up in my own little world. But let me show you this. Can't code the great video. New, and there's some people are trying to change your name, like they tried to change uh, Kiev to Kiev. It's actually Kiev. Spelled Kiev and pronounced Kiev for the first 50, uh, 54 years of my life. But now everyone's trying to change Fanny's name to Fanny. It's Fanny. Waves that Fanny all over town. <laughs> New Fanny Willis uh, accused a Fulton County board commissioner of being racist when the, ra- when the board commissioner said was asking about Nathan Wade. Play for me, Will. Um, I believe we need some transparency as a commissioner. I asked for transparency. I asked her... Um, how much this election interference case was costing the county. The answer I got was that Lady Justice has no price, and I wasn't given any amounts. Um, I believe that as commissioners, we need to know how much this is costing us. Well, we're looking at spending $2 billion on a jail. Well, we have people dying in our jail because they aren't getting their indictments, and we have a court backlog. I think the citizens of this county need to know how much is being spent and how much resources are being diverted, not only for her office, but closing down the street for multiple weeks at a time, having sheriffs on every corner being paid to guard the street. People are being told to work from home. There are a lot of costs associated with that. And I believe that the citizens of Fulton, the taxpayers of Fulton County need the right to know. And those inmates that are sitting in jail and their families need the right to know that. Uh, Thirdly, when I asked her about the Nathan um, R. Wade expenditures in particular, um, I didn't get an answer. (laughs) I was told that I'm just picking on him because he's black. And I don't really care. Honestly, I've never met him. I have nothing against him. And 
I think the citizens, the taxpayers need some clarification, some clarity on that. If we are going to, if we are going to provide her a larger budget, um, I just wanted to kind of get that out in the open. I'm hoping that you guys can assist us in giving us some clarification, some transparency, um, and not only for us but for the people that are concerned out there. Thank you. Back to me. That's good. So there you go. And Fannie Willis is asking for a whole lot more money. And when it's simple, you know, this county commissioner is asking, yeah, you sent $650,000 to Nathan Wade, who is your lover, who got a divorce. Uh, the day after you gave him $650,000, you've been on, no, I'm adding all this. All this lady did, the lady that was talking right there. All she did was ask about the expenditure. I'm adding the rest in. That Fannie Willis went to, let's see if I can remember all the places that she went. She went to Miami, Aruba, San Francisco. San, Fran San Francisco. All with, with Nathan Wade, who was married at the time, or getting divorced at the time. $650,000 goes to Nathan Wade as he's, he's filing, he's prosecuting a felony RICO case. A man who has never prosecuted a felony in his life with $650,000 is going to him. I mean, that's all that was asked. And by asking that question, she was accused of being a racist. And Fannie Willis says, the scales of justice know no monetary bounds. The scales of justice. And she hires her boyfriend, who has absolutely no experience. He was a judge who was in charge of tickets. He was in a law firm that dealt with family law and contractual law. That's it. And now he's, now he's prosecuting the most famous man on the planet for RICO felonies. Amazing. What do we got going on in the chat, Aaron? All right, so we got uh, 11, Carl 11 says, uh, three-hour tour. <laughs> three-hour tour, yeah, man. Yeah, You got uh, Aphrodite saying, yes, give us another hour. <laughs> uh, Naz says, do it. Um, we've got uh, Judy Anita saying, I'm fired up too, Pastor. <laughs> and uh, V. Rosso uh, says, keep going until you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to go to the border, so I don't know if I'm going to feel any better. Border Gotta go time. to the border. All right, let's go to Simon Atiba. Here's Fox News update. President Biden goes gives Governor Greg Abbott until tomorrow. This is today. Texas has got till tomorrow. Now, again, Admiral John Cuck Kirby says the border's closed and that Republicans are trying to keep the border open by not funding more Border Patrol agents. So, And again, just for translation, you always got to translate everything the globalists left to say. When they say that they want more money to make the border secure, it's more money to facilitate illegals across the border. That's security to them. That's why the Republicans are saying no. The Freedom Caucus, absolutely not. And now, the, now the, they'll try to spin that in left-hard circles. Nobody's going to buy it this time. Nobody's going to buy it because all of these illegals are flooding left-hard areas. It's great. Nobody believes them anymore. Blame Republicans all you want. 8,000 a month, 8,000 illegal border crossings per month under Donald Trump, 12,000 per day under Joe Biden. Explain to me why you need universal border reform. Explain that to me. Why, why is it that you need universal border reform? We need to do all, you need to just redo the whole thing. No, you don't need, I mean, go back to the, go back to the Trump numbers. There was no more money under Trump. There's, there's no more wall under Trump until the late, latest, part, latest part of his term. There's nothing there. There's no more money. There's nothing. There's no more Border Patrol agents with Trump. But under Trump, you had 8,000 border crossings, illegal border crossings per month and 12,000 per day under Biden. 
So why do you need universal border reform? You don't need any of it. Take me back to the 8,000 a month at least instead of 12,000 a day. It's all bold-faced lies. But now Biden's saying, you know what, Texas? We, and again, you're wanting, you're wanting to, you're saying that you want to secure the border? How are you securing the border by taking down the border barrier? Because they're telling Texas, you know what? You will take down the border barrier, the razor wire, in 24 hours or what? Play for me. Matt Finn back on duty there. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Bill. As it stands right now, you might be able to make out behind me. Texas's razor wire is still here inside of Shelby Park. It remains untouched. However, the Biden administration has now warned Texas it has until tomorrow to allow Biden's border agents back into Shelby Park and the ability to remove Texas's razor wire as it sees fit. A federal attorney writes to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Biden administration and a temporary restraining order that prohibited Biden's border agents from touching Texas razor wire in and around Shelby Park. The Biden administration in the letter to Texas reads in part, the Supreme Court restored the department's right to cut and move the concertina wire placed by Texas in order to perform their statute, statutory duties. In sum, we require full access to the Shelby Park area currently obstructed by Texas by January 26, 2024. Please confirm that the state will provide U.S. Border Patrol with the access described. Now, the Biden administration goes into detail about the access it wants. It wants access to Shelby Park, also the nearby boat launch and the International Bridge. For two weeks now, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has seized this hotspot for illegal immigration and kicked out the feds, arguing in part that President Biden actually wants an open border. Governor Abbott says President Biden's lawless border policies has allowed more than six million illegal immigrants to cross the southern border in the past three years. So Abbott has used his authority to declare an invasion, writing in part, that authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes the federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority to secure the Texas border. And this morning, the U.S. Speaker of the House and at least six other Republican governors from various states are backing uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And the Speaker of the House says the U.S. House will do whatever it can to support Governor Abbott. So the showdown continues. Yes, yes it does. Dana. Rubber's going to meet the road somewhere. So you have the Biden administration. They're saying, you know what, Texas, you will give us access to Eagle Pass, Shelby Park area of Eagle Pass. It's easier to say Eagle Pass and the boat ramp at Eagle Pass. You will give us access to those areas so that we can secure the border by unsecuring the border. They're going to secure the border by unsecuring the border. Because remember, like John Cuck Kirby said, we need to take down the razor wire so that Customs and Border Patrol agents, the feds, can do their job. So how do you, why do you have to take down the razor wire so that CBP agents can do their job? You have to take down the wire so that CBP agents can facilitate all of those illegals, 6 million in Texas alone under the Biden administration. That's 6 million in Texas alone. That's not counting Arizona and California or any other illegal entries. That's six million in Texas alone in less than three years. But they need to take down the border barrier so that CPB, according to Cuck Kirby, can come in and do their job, which is to grab a hold of these illegals and facilitate them to Catholic charities and every other Democratic Party funded NGO and sex traffic, child sex traffic, fentanyl traffic, illegal labor traffic, 
child traffic, every sort of traffic, male, female, 160 different country traffic across the border throughout the United States of America and have no idea who these people are. And they're given a notice to appear, not for a month, not for a week, not for a day, not for a year, not for two years, not for three years, not for four years, not for five years, not for six years, seven years. You just come back, here's your notice to appear for seven years. As a cop for 25 years and you got your notice to appear, you had 30 days. They get a seven-year free ticket in the United States, and they have no idea who these people are. No idea. That's the truth. And just explain the logic to me. When every when your job as a CBP agent, Customs and Border Patrol agent, your job is to keep people on the other side of the border. How is it your job to remove the border and take them across the border? They're illegal. That's not very compassionate, Tom. No, it's got nothing to do with compassion. There's law and there's lawlessness. We already let in over a million legal migrants per year in the United States, and that's chain migration, so it's actually 5 million legal per year, let alone Joe Biden's additional 10 to 15 million that he'll let in by the time his regime is defeated by Donald J. Trump. Look at this next one for me. Ben Johnson tweet. 25 states have signed a letter pledging their support to Texas. This is it, baby. This is it. No violence? Well, I mean, again, I can't remember. Bongino again, I cannot remember. Maybe it was Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, I believe it was him, said, you know what? You got, it's great that the Supreme Court ruled. Now let them enforce it. Who are they going to send? I don't, no violence? None. None. I'm not looking for it. Only violence that I advocate for is self-defense. No violence? Nothing. Is it dangerous? Yeah, it's a little dangerous. Everybody has guns here. But I'm just saying, no violence. What's the state? What's, what's, what's SCOTUS going to do? What, I mean, what did they do with sanctuary cities? That's a, that's a violation of Supreme Court precedent. Sanctuary cities? Where you get, where you, base, where you have these various sanctuary cities, and I could name them, a bunch of them, but they don't have to report their illegal immigrant detainees to ICE. They just don't do it. They just let them live there. They just release them back into the public. It's illegal. It's all felonies. These people need to be criminally prosecuted for not, for not. I mean, can you imagine? Again, I was a cop for 25 years. 1992, 2017, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. Type it in Google right now. It's Tom Lipley there. I'll pop right up. Tom Lipley, Sarasota County Sheriff. I'll be there. And can you imagine not reporting something to Child Protective Services? You have an abused child and you don't report it? Well, they do that here. They have, they have illegals that they are not reporting to ICE. Those are sanctuary cities. Where basically they just go there and live unaccountable to federal law. In Philadelphia, in San Francisco, in Los Angeles, under all of these uh, Soros-appointed district attorneys, they can do whatever they want. That is a violation of Supreme Court, of SCOTUS precedent. They, uh, they violate Joe Biden violated, he was told by the Supreme Court, you cannot repay student debt. Joe Biden just did it. Today, the what, Aaron, 25th? Yes. Joe Biden, six days ago on the 19th, repaid $73 million worth of student debt. Yep. So that people with a universal humanitarian studies degree, a lopping off penises and breasts degree, they get their student loans repaid by you and me. Joe Biden 
four, six days ago, violated a Supreme Court order. He did it. Uh, he did it before too. That's the second time he's violated Supreme Court. What happened to him? Nothing. There is a ban on the abortion pill. Democrats are violating it all over the country. What does Demo- what's what SCOTUS do about it? Nothing. The SCOTUS overturned. SCOTUS put a ban on eviction bans. Joe Biden did it anyway. What happened to Joe Biden? Get arrested? No. Who are they going to send? The SCOTUS police? Oh, no. Here comes the SCOTUS police. You know, that'd be black helicopters. There's no SCOTUS police. There ain't nobody. If, and here's the thing. You don't violate an order from the Supreme Court if it's constitutional. There, it's just like all the cops that said, you know what, I have to arrest you for not wearing a mask, for not standing six feet apart, for not locking down, for illegally gathering more people, more than 50 people in a building, whatever it may be. I am doing this because it's my job. Once your job becomes to enforce laws that are not constitutional, you yield your freaking job. That's when you yield your job, no more. I told my wife this. I said the moment they start, when I was a cop, I retired uh, six years ago, when I was a cop, I told my wife, the day they send me to start collecting people's guns, I'm out. The day they start making me arrest people for spanking their kids, I'm out. I will not keep my job when my job now is to enforce unconstitutional edicts. And them saying that the Biden administration is allowed to violate the Constitution. And the Constitution holds all presidential administrations accountable and makes them prevent all, all invasions. I don't care whether they're armed incursions or non-armed incursions. They have to defend every state border from all invasions. They are not doing it. We've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 million illegals have crossed the border under Joe Biden by the end of his regime. That is an invasion. From 160 different countries, last year, 169 terrorists were found on the terrorist watch list. Who knows how many actually slipped through the cracks? Under under Donald Trump, it was zero to four per year. Under Biden, his first year was 28. His second year is 169. I don't know what 2023 was yet. But 25 states, Benny Johnson tweet, have signed a letter pledging their support to Texas and its constitutional right to defend its southern border. They have a constitutional right. If the Supreme Court is violating a constitution, violating the Constitution via a SCOTUS edict, you don't obey it. Put a mask on. No. So if it violates, you will take a vaccine. No. There come, I'm not talking about any violence. I'm talking about being the restraining. Second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight, restraining of the antichrist spirit. And if the SCOTUS is going to, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's what you do. Galatians 5.1. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about you stand your ground. You say, oh no, what are they going to do? No. Well, you're fired. Okay, I'll do better anyway because God's going to bless me. Here's the states that are standing. You see them. Alabama, Alaska, God bless them. Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, 25 already. Montana, Nebraska, Nevada. Nevada's a shock. Nevada's a shock. New Hampshire. You know why Nevada? You know why Nevada's having to do it? Because they're getting overrun. 
by this invasion. New Hampshire stands with them. North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota. I got the other ones. Uh, South Dakota, uh, Tennessee, Utah. Virginia stands with Texas. West Virginia stands with Texas. Wyoming stands with Texas. So we already got, and by the way, what, Aaron, can you think of any blue, any red states that aren't on here? If you guys do think of them, shout them out, because I'm calling them out right now. Where the heck are you? If you count Texas in here, we got 26 states. Where the heck is everybody else? There's got to be some more out there that I can't think of right now. That was, yeah, good. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right Kentucky now. Kentucky should be on there. I know they got Andy. Gosh, that's right. I mean, Tennessee. I, Tennessee's I mean, on there, I think. No, I don't see it. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's here. It's not. I got it on my list. Uh, I cut it off. I had to cut uh, it off. Oh, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Tennessee's on there. You, the ones that aren't that you can't see Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Mm. I was trying to think of go up the go, South Carolina on there. Yeah. They're on. Okay. Yeah. Missouri. Is that on Missouri's there? Missouri's on there. Yeah, it's on there. If you guys yeah. think of them, we'll. we'll yeah. We'll try to think of it. Of course, Arizona, not under Katie Hobbs, the idiot that she is. <laughs> All right, Benny Johnson video. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Play for me, Will. So what is the path moving forward? I've seen some very strong statements out of the Texas state legislature and the governor uh, whose administration you serve. Uh, what is the path forward here? More razor wire, I'm seeing. Absolutely. More razor wire. We're going to start deporting people. I think in March, when that goes effective, we have legislation passed and it, it goes into effect, I think, in March. And once they start deporting people, I'm sure the Biden administration will love that. Uh, we are also still protecting Shelby Parks. We're not letting uh, the Border Patrol in there to process people. They can come in if they need to do some, some emergency process, but we're not letting them in there just to let more people in. So you're right. It cannot be true that just because the federal government not just ignores their federal laws, but actually aids and abets the cartels in getting people here. Because remember, these people are coming to our country. They're being brought by the cartels. They're not hiding anymore. They're not trying to run from Border Patrol. I don't think people realize it. They're actually just being brought to us. And the Biden administration is helping get as many people here for the very reason that you talked about with the election as possible in as fast a period of time before Biden is out of office. Hey, if you guys can, side by side the last like 20 seconds of that video. And I just want to, let's just again, let's do what we usually do here. Name, where are the women? <laughs> where? I don't, like, do you, Aaron, do you see any? Will, you see any? Let me, let me know if you no. see one woman. I, I don't see any women. There's no women here. It's all military age men from various countries, including China, including Russia, including all Eastern, Eastern Bloc countries, whatever, maybe we, what, formerly Eastern Bloc countries. Where, look at, look, where are they? Where there's are, usually like one or two, but there's none in there's this. None. There's, there's none. There's zero. None. I mean, usually when Aaron and I and Will and I, we looked at these things, we're like, we, we pick it out. It's usually like two, three out of 100 are women. Yeah. None. None in this one. Zero. Absolutely zero. Hey, if you guys can't, go back and, Will, if you can, dig out that, that graph that I had on the debt from uh, several graphs ago. I'm trying to get you a name for it. Um, this one? That's, yeah, EJ. Okay. Keep that holstered. Okay. Oh, okay. There, okay. There's the debt under Joe Biden. See that giant Mount Everest? That's the debt under Joe Biden. Now go to the next one for me, Will, the uh, pick of the U.S. There Now, now look, can anybody guess when the Biden administration began? Huh. I mean, let me, yeah, can anybody <laughs> guess? Can you guys guess? When did the Biden administration begin? Um, let's see rise. here. You, uh, all, <laughs> all U.S.-Mexico border apprehension encounters by country. So there you go. Now, right there, where you see it go exponentially up, the first time it goes exponentially up is February of 21, the moment Joe Biden took office, look at it, and they want to talk about 
well, we need systemic universal border reform. Why? What did, go back to what we had before. There's, there's less money. There was less money involved in border security under Trump than there is under Biden. And look at Biden's stats. Look at those stats under Biden. Hey, can you guys flip back to the debt? I just want to show you. Joe Biden, right there, that's the debt. Look at the debt before Biden took office. There's the debt. And now look at the border. Look at this. Don't talk to me about it. We need universal reform. We need systemic reform at the border. You don't need any reform at the border. Enforce the freaking laws. That's all you got to do. How, how are you? Why? Explain to me why you'd want more money when all you're going to do with that money is facilitate sex traffickers across the border, fentanyl traffickers across the border. Why would I give you more money for facilitators? Why would I give you more money for facilitators to go take down the border wall? Why, why would I give you, why would I give you money to go and clip razor wire down? Why would I give you money to take down the border barrier and then call it border security? I'm not going to play your stupid games. Put a mask on to stop a viral infection. Stand six feet apart to stop a viral infection. A viral infection is 99.9% .9 survival. I'm not playing your stupid games. There's the real numbers. There's no need for systemic border policy reform. None. It's purposely an open border. That's it. 12,000 per day illegally crossing under Joe Biden. 8,000 per month under Donald Trump. That's it. All right. What is that? 90, 100, 115 minutes. 115 minutes of fury. <laughs> 115 minutes of fury. That's good. 842 people still on. Love you all. What you got, Aaron? Uh, yeah, we had one more comment. That one more was, comment. Uh, it has to be read. Yeah, we want a Tomathon, <laughs> and it's a it's a Rageathon of Tom. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm full of it tonight. I mean, I mean, I could keep going. I mean, Aaron and I have done a podcast. We've gone with three hours before, haven't we? Oh yeah, we it was like three and a half. Yeah, yeah we've gone was, three and a half woo. before. Back when it was COVID, man, I was all fired up. Oh yeah. I'm still contemplating whether I need to do this more. I do a Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, I got to preach on Sundays. Stuff like that. Back on Saturday night, though, 1030, also on the Christian Television Network. Don't miss it. That's a short little show. It's, only, it's a short little 56 minutes of fury. I got, it's got to be limited because we're off of CTN right there at that time. Plus, it's 1130 at night. We're looking at getting more television time. I may do more podcasts. Definitely, no matter what, we'll always be here Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Maybe I just need to do them Monday, Monday and Wednesday and, and Friday, right? Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, I may just need to do them all. I'll tell you, because I never get to my stuff. I got a whole, this is my whole other stack of stuff I didn't even get to tonight. Right here. My wife just said it's not going to change anything. I didn't mean, listen, I meant to do a lot more on the border, but it really got, covered everything. I meant to do a lot more on it, but just couldn't get to it. I mean, I, that, that election stuff just drives me nuts. Again, it's just... It's just bullface lying in the face of actual factual data. It drives me crazy. It drives me nuts. Stick around for the post game. Short little post game tonight, but it's great stuff. Stick around for it. Like and share, like and share. We're trying to get to 1,000 people on Rumble, the only free speech streaming platform. It must be because Tom makes all kinds of money on Rumble. I don't. I think our total amount that I've made off of Rumble is maybe $1,600. Total. That's all I've made off of Rumble. Just so everybody knows. I love Rumble, though. Love Rumble. Uh, Barstool Sports is now partnering with Rumble. It's on Rumble now. Yeah, partnering. Hey, Portnoy. Yep. It's gaining, it's gaining I think, 70 million people, 70 million visitations on the Rumble. Rumble is our hope. Don't ever sell, guys. Don't ever sell to anybody. Please don't. We need you. 
the owners of Rumble. Bongino's a major stakeholder in Rumble. Love you guys. Thank you for there being Rumble. Otherwise, I'd be banned to oblivion like I am on YouTube, like I am on Facebook. Banned to oblivion. But we're trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble. What was our high tonight, Aaron? We got uh, just now 767. 767 currently on Rumble right now. Yeah. Currently, we're trying to get, so please like and share. We're back here Saturday night right here live on Rumble again. Saturday night at 10.30, brief little show, 10.30 to 11.30. That's it, and then a little post-game afterwards. And stick around for the post-game right now. Love you all, really do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. See you Saturday night. You need to like, you know, understand that you're not gonna spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse four? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.